Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Dact Talk with your host, Dactyl, where we talk to interesting people, do really interesting things. And today, uh, with me, I have uh, Jay Tholen and Mike Lash, uh, who made or who were part of making um, Hypnospace Outlaw. I think Jay was the actual lead on that, though. <laughs> um, so, guys, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Jay, and as stated, I was the lead designer, I guess, on Hypnospace Outlaw. Uh, hey, I'm Mike. Um, I was the lead programmer and uh, game feel wizard guy. Oh, you got the yeah. game feel down for sure. Thank you. So, if it's okay, um, what's some what's some some history that you guys have, kind of, for us to get to know you? Um, you mean in games? Games, uh, maybe just kind of like what led you to uh, development. That's something I always like to ask my guests: is sort of what got them here. Well, for me, um, and a little bit, I think probably for Mike too, but he'll get to his after I get. Um, I started game development in a program called Click and Play, and which actually I might be lying. It might have been the Games Factory already at that point. So there's this little lineage of programs that goes Click and Play, and then from Click and Play came the Games Factory, and then from that came Multimedia Fusion, and it's this series of programs that started in the 90s from a company called click team uh and i you know when i first got a computer i started making little games in that and it allowed allowed you to make games with um a visual scripting language more or less like an event based you know so if object a collides with object b then and then you can set a bunch of events that happen um and i got in that community And quite a few people who, like Derek Yu, the Spelunky dude, was in that community. And the Iconoclasts dude was in that community. So a bunch of people like who now like folks know of used to make games using that software. And I kind of dropped out of that whole making games thing for a while because I just didn't think it was... I either didn't think it was possible to do for money, which is what I really wanted to do like as a career, or I just didn't have time because of my normal work so i just didn't do it for a while until the mid 2000s or the maybe late 2000s when i saw some of these old people from that community their names started reappearing because they were selling their games now and then that happened i thought oh maybe i can maybe people would buy a pixel art pixel art thing or something so then i started started going again (laughs) Oh, uh, I don't know if you were done, Jay, but um, yeah, I'm done. I think my, sorry, my I should I should okay. like say and now on to yeah, that's that's actually yeah. the worst part about the whole podcasting thing. You, you kind of miss all the social cues. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Mike. Yeah, so I, I think my history is largely the same. Um, I think the only difference is that I started even before. Well, I don't know if it was before Click and Play came out, but when I was like. 12, I think I got this uh, piece of software made by Interplay called Learn to Program Basic that actually used a sort of a, uh, a custom version of the basic programming language. Um, and it allowed you to make little games in a little tiny square. Um, it was like a 360 by 240 window. It was very, very constrained, um, but that was sort of what got me started. Otherwise, yeah, I was literally the same using Click and Play, Games Factory, Multimedia Fusion, all the Click Team products. Yeah, and... Uh, I guess for for a history for Jay and I, um, I think 
Jay, was it you that reached out to me directly, or did you just tweet on Twitter that you that you needed help with something, and then I reached out to you? I, I forget which. I think I hit you up um, because I saw your. Because you had known my stuff. You had known my stuff from the Click Store, right? Yeah, I know. I I downloaded a few of your things from the Click Store. So the Click Team, for their software, they have like a store with examples and like widget pre-made widget things, and I found myself using mics and also wondering how the heck he did that stuff in that program which i thought was pretty limited more limited than it really was just because i was not that great at using it and um and then you know i realized i don't know some of the things i was trying to do in this this one game i was working on were sort of out of my ability range or something so i think your examples always stood out as like actually really cool and good i'm not that a lot of the examples aren't <laughs> on there but <laughs> yours are particularly good so the, i think i messaged yeah. you uh, was it the baseball game or that we yeah it was, it was the baseball game was the the, the first thing we worked on um uh, i have yeah, to apologize about that exactly. one that What's that happened? code is such a mess i like opened it up oh, recently God. and i'm like <laughs> oh man poor mike <laughs> baseball game yeah it was a lot to weed through but we we got it figured out um, yeah <laughs> yeah oh yeah i guess we never there was never any public thing about that really <laughs> is it just something y'all y'all worked on and kind of decided eh, maybe not yeah like i just didn't know for my part like i didn't know where to take it and like i felt like the foundation i we were building it on was my bad code so like <laughs> It, we were, I think we were starting to get a little like, well, I don't know. This is just me talking, but like limited on, I think it would be smart to just remake that game in particular. And I wasn't sure. I think platformers are very competitive. So I wasn't sure if that should be the next step for me is to make like a platformer, but it right. was a platformer. Yeah. I was actually still thinking about it recently. I, I still really like the concept um, and I don't want to give too much away in case we do like pursue yeah. this, but um we we actually discussed a little bit of instead of having it be a platformer, having it be more of like a beat 'em up style, sort of like uh, oh gosh, what are some of those? Uh, like Streets of Rage? That is that that's one of them, right? That's one yeah. of them. Golden Axe, Streets of Rage, yeah. uh, River that City could Ransom. Be our next thing after mm -hmm. Hypnospaces so, updates, because that would be pretty fun. Anyway, we should talk about that later, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Yeah, we should. But I I hate beat 'em ups. I could never get into any of them. <laughs> But I think that this particular concept could be a lot of fun in that in that formula. Anyway, this is this is beside the point. I actually kind of share the same the same that. opinion. Unfortunately, outside of uh, Scott Pilgrim, that one was pretty good. Too bad he can't play it anymore. Uh, uh, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and that kind of that kind of ties into some of the hypnospace stuff too. Actually, um, so. <laughs> We are here to talk hypnospace, but I do gotta, I do want to ask, uh, kind of about how you came up with Dropsy, uh, the creepy, love loving uh, clown character. <laughs> <laughs> so Dropsy uh, was originally a sprite in a game I was working on called Dark Aftermath, <laughs> which was something I was making when I was seventeen years old, and uh, it was a thing I, it was the last game I think I worked on in that community I talked about. And that was during high school. Well, duh. Anyway. <laughs> um, and um, and so there was a second level. Like, there, for about a year, it had one level. And then the, after the year, I, 
I made a second level, even though the first level kept crashing at the end. I was like, well, whatever. I'll just artificially jump people forward and then start this second level, which was going to be a circus theme. And there was a boss I started animating for it, a clown boss. And that was Dropsy's sprite, which I ended up later making it slightly less slightly and animating it and like touching it up after I got better at pixel art. And that became a, a MS Paint, like choose your own adventure thread on the something awful forums. So I'd post <laughs> a panel and then people would say, go left or look in the dumpster or something. And then, um, you know, I would draw the next panel in, in MS Paint. And then, you know, um, so it, it sort of looked like an adventure game, though. And I got it got pretty popular back then. There were like some blog posts about it. I mean, not not popular for me, like anyway. But um, and then I had messages that are like, oh, you should turn this into a game. You know, since I already had made some games, I figured, well sure but his character was half from me like like i wanted him to be i knew i wanted him to be a nice character even though he looked spooky is like the main conceit i guess but then uh, a lot of those suggestions in that thread were also what made him like dropsy likes to put face paint on all kinds of stuff like happy faces and so and like draw crude crayon drawings and that whole concept just came from the posters in the thread who were like kept making him draw face paint on things to be to annoy the, to annoy everyone pretty much but um and hugging also actually came from the thread because <laughs> every time there was a new npc in a scene they would be like hug that guy and stuff so so a, a lot of his like little quirks came just for crowdsourced you could almost say but yeah, that's where he came from. That's actually really interesting. Uh, he starts off as, as like a boss and then gets sort of transformed through the power of, I don't know, social media, whatever you want to call it back then. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What well, is a forum? I like, don't know. <laughs> Proto-social media? I don't know. Pre-social media. And if you know anything about Dropsy, uh, one thing I think that most people probably know is that there's no text in the game. And from what I understand, the reason for that was... Well, A, you you wanted to try something a little different, and B, you, you didn't want to have to translate it into a bunch of different languages, which honestly is pretty smart. So it's sort of accessible to all ages and all types of people. Yeah, originally the concept for that was actually going to be like, well, I didn't feel like my dialogue or my writing skills were super up to snuff. And also I wanted to emulate, you know, Dropsy has communication problems. In the comic, he never talked. Um, and in most adventure games you know is those games are unique in the this way but most protagonists do talk like they have a personality and they you know there's dialogue trees back and forth between npcs and i was going to have dialogue trees but in, instead of um text you would click like drops these various emotion responses and then he would do some animation and then the person would talk to you uh with their little emotions and speech bubbles and stuff but that system was too, you know, out of scope for what the time we had. So we just made it a simple, you know, like hear, you know, listen to people thing instead of a, having any choice in there or trees or whatever. But yeah, the, the, the localization thing, like that was a really nice 
side effect. And I don't, I think we only really started thinking about that after we got signed by the publisher because they were real happy about that. That's why I want to get it on switch too, because <laughs> we can, we can launch on every, in every country pretty much. So I think every game ever made just needs to go ahead and be, a, be put on switch and VR. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I haven't dug into VR a lot yet, but it'll be interesting. It's uh, it can be addicting. That's that's all I'll say about that. Uh, so, it's how do we get? One. Huh? Oh, I agree. Yes, VR is great <laughs> and addicting. <laughs> yeah, VR chat something else. Um, but how do we get from Dropsy with no text at all to Hypnospace with all of the text? <laughs> <laughs> how do we get to that yeah, to, to that idea? Yeah, it is in a lot of ways. Um, it's not as nice as Dropsy either in terms of like, I don't know. It's it's a little more cynical than Dropsy, I guess, in some ways. But um, I'll try to make this concise. But um, So during working on Dropsy, I made a little game called Hypnospace Enforcer, which involved a little car on this highway. It was kind of a play on the information superhighway. And it was an endless runner sort of thing. Uh, at least you were on an infinite highway, basically, with other cars around you. And you had to apprehend people who were breaking the law online. And um, basically, it was like, well, that was around the time of this wave of empathy games, you could call them. But so basically, you would track these people down. And as you got closer to apprehending them, um while trying to dodge cars they would like send you messages that kind of shed more light on what's actually going on with them so there was an older lady in one of the levels who has at has been propagating malicious software and then as you talk to her you find out it's just because she has adware and she's just on online trying to talk to her son that never never replies to her messages anymore and stuff so you end up like banning her or whatever. And then, so it's kind of a thing that kind of a thing where I guess the point was that like everyone, I think at the time I was getting a little mad about people dogpiling people. They don't even know online for some perceived, uh, just some mild offense thing they did. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, well, their thing is bad, but you don't know anything about this person outside of this one thing they said so like maybe back off a little bit and that made me mad so i wanted to make a game about it and then so that's what that was but um then uh that was though because dropsy is a point and click you know and like i always say this but they're kind of boring to make because you like you script every single thing in the game um there's nothing you can do like you can't aim a shot wrong and then it bounces and then something unexpected happens it's all just pre-scripted so if anything unexpected happens it's because it's a bug you know it's not like super fun to play your own adventure game right i think hypnospace like kind of is a little more fun than like a traditional adventure game but you know over time so so over time this game started out as more that highway thing or at least there was more of the highway in it and then people just responded really well to the um os stuff and when mike started working on it with me more after we got our kickstarter like i don't know he started making it real juicy and nice feeling to use and 
Um, I just found it more fun to work on and people were responding to it more. So it just veered over again into like from a twitchy fun thing to like a what it is now. So that's how we got there. Yeah, it, was a, it was originally <laughs> Go going to be like, it was originally going to be like, I don't know, 60 or 70% highway and then 30 or 40% OS. Um, and I don't know if you mentioned this because you cut out a little bit, but uh, the OS was originally going to be mostly just like a, like a level select, right? Or like yep, a zone yep. select. Yeah. And it turned out, as Jay was saying, the OS stuff was just so much more fun and um, just loading it with content was really exciting and fun to work on. And actually the, I, I guess, minor spoilers, not really, um, the the highway bit that's actually in the game was only made in like what the last like four to six months of development is that right <laughs> right yeah it, in yeah. fact the game's plot almost like jokes about <laughs> like because you know compared to what it looks like on the kickstarter the highway doesn't do <laughs> all that <laughs> so it's like kind of a meta very meta thing yeah, that was uh, it definitely is. that was probably my least favorite thing to do in the game, and I felt like that was the point. <laughs> well, good. <laughs> <laughs> because you know you have this guy working like just trying to push this game out as a uh, competition piece for some some um, competitor. Uh, what's it called? Sleep time, right? Sleep time. Yeah. Uh, sleep internet, time basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Cyber worlds is the other. Yeah, and and yeah. you only ever hear whispers of, of cyber worlds. Uh, you don't really, at least from what I played, because un unfortunately I didn't get to uh, explore as much as I wanted to. So I spent like the first half of the game just exploring and and doing the missions, and then the second half I, I kind of had to be lined to the end. <laughs> nah, yeah. So you didn't get to the part where you actually play in cyber worlds. No, I don't think I did. Um, nah, that's not in there. I'm lying. No, see, see. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I would have believed it though, because there's the the thing about Hypnospace, and from what I understand, you guys are gonna roll out some updates which will make it even more expansive and uh, interesting. But it's already pretty big. Like you can spend just hours just reading people's pages and and like decorating your desktop and you know moving the all-seeing Hypnospace eye away from the middle of the desktop yeah. and. <laughs> You know, that's a thing I was curious about, like, while we were making it. And, Mike, you probably have thoughts on this, but, like, so for a while it felt like, okay, we had this big internet, and we have the thing that sort of pulls you through it, which is the cases to see all the content, or, you know, take you through some of the content that way, um, some progression that way. And then we have this OS with all these things to fiddle with on it, like the stickers to put on your desktop and all that. And I did put pages to like tell people, hey, you can do this thing. There's this program. And but I wondered like, would that be enough to make anyone like actually want to mess with the stuff? Cause like I don't know. Well, I guess it's different for everyone. But when I play a game on my own, I could see streamers wanting to mess with the stickers and like do funny things with them. But like on my own, I probably would just not mess with any of that. <clears throat> just cause like, okay, I'm. Well, yeah, if I'm gonna be creative in the same way, but you no, cut out on my end, so I thought you were done. <laughs> so I, I think I'm the same way. Where like if I have uh, the ability to customize stuff, but it's just like a single player game, and I'm playing on my own, I'm not gonna mess with that. But in this age of social media, 
think it's actually become a lot more popular than we were initially thinking because, you know, people can customize their desktop, take a screenshot and upload it and be like, oh, look at this goofy thing I did. I, I put the the, <laughs> the squisher over uh, Chowder Man's body and made it look like he <laughs> evolved into a squisher. And, <laughs> right. You know, just goofy stuff like that. Um, I, that one's probably my favorite. <laughs> but that actually seems to be fairly popular and I'm, I'm really, uh, really happy about that. We did spend a lot of time with on those, uh, you know, the little customizations and stuff. And I think it was worth yeah. it because um, uh, you you guys kind of have this community, um, which is sort of an anomaly. Um, like typically, communities ar- around games, uh, they they just kind of like gush over stuff. But so when I was trying to find the last thing, and I, I know Jay, you responded to me <laughs> on Twitter about this. You were just like, "What's up? <laughs> how, how can I help you?" Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> Um, and and I, I do have a, a confession, but oh, I'll get to that later. <laughs> okay. But while I was looking for it, it, it was just like some really important stuff at the end. I'm not going to spoil what it was because I want people to play this game and I want them to see sort of what you do at the end of the game. But I couldn't find like that last really important um, sort of piece of evidence that was going to, you know, really help out the player uh, in achieving their goal. And so it was like 11 at night, and yesterday I had to talk to the Ack Boys and um, do a, a stream and stuff, so I just I had to finish it that night. I was like, crap, dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to do. So I'm um, I'm, I'm jumping on my phone, you know, because I've run out of hints on the hint page. By the way, there's a hint page, and uh, it's really <laughs> nice, and you guys should definitely use it. It's a really uh, cool accessibility feature for folks like me who don't have much time. But I've run out of hints. I have all the the tools and stuff that I could have possibly gotten uh, to try to find this thing, and um, ultimately it just meant like like what happened was I just I wasn't looking hard enough, I guess. <laughs> but um, I look on you know I just Google like uh, this thing how find, <laughs> and yeah, right. I'd I'd go into like the Steam pages, and I know like some of them were developer uh, responses, and they were just like more hints, which I appreciate. That's cool. Uh, but some of the fans did the same thing. They were they were just kind of like I guess they just wanted people to experience this sort of alternate reality uh, world, uh, which is what this game actually is, guys, and that's awesome. But they wanted people to experience this thing for themselves, and they wanted them uh, people to not have to just take the easy way out, you know? Right. And that was that was really cool. I thought. You mean like some of the the fans actually just like wrote their own sort of not quite direct hints yeah, or yeah, whatever yeah. Is what you're saying. That's exactly uh, yeah, what I'm yeah. saying. That, that, I, that I thought cool. that was cool too. Yeah. <laughs> you got a you got a pretty good uh, fan base yeah, from this thing. Yeah. Our our community has been just like completely unexpected and amazing. It's been so cool to see them uh, collaborate and uh, make fan art and some, somebody made a a um a plush uh goober which is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I saw that. I saw that. It's, it's, it was so cool. Um, but yeah, it, it has just been just just ridiculously cool to, to see this uh, community come up out of uh, out of our game. I saw someone yeah, uh, for sure remove the goober. <laughs> oh yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> right. Our response to that to that to that tweet was like um, just a screenshot, but instead of the goober image, it was the red X that. Um, that appears when you remove stuff from a page. Yeah, that, that was great. That was great. Yeah, and then there's a there's a guy running around on Twitter called Hypnospace Citizen that just has like the the mushy um, from from yeah. Squishers. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. That's some really cool stuff. I, I I can only imagine being in your shoes and and just you know losing my mind over how cool that yeah, kind of somebody, stuff is. Uh, 
somebody made a uh, Professor Helper Twitter account, and they were actually <laughs> helping people with the game, um, and then ended up giving our publisher access to the to the account. So now they're they're using it. <laughs> that's incredible. Yeah, that, <laughs> uh, yeah our publisher, yeah. No More Robots, seemed to have some kind of like. Not to say the game didn't draw some people on its own, but like they seem to have this miraculous ability to like draw people in from nowhere. And and all of a sudden we had like a couple thousand people in this Discord community. And I just don't know how like maybe they've been following no more robots or but I don't know where they came from. Like I didn't see a yeah, post I, I that he made anywhere or like <laughs> I don't know how it works, but maybe this is just like an old person not understanding Discord thing. I don't know. That's that's very possible. I'm 27 yeah, and I don't understand it. My has been ridiculously amazing with building community and um... for sure, yeah. Um, one thing I kind of I kind of was curious about was um, you use a lot of um, I guess real life actors for for some of the the pictures and stuff. Um, a couple of video clips from from what I remember. Um, I'm I'm pretty sure one of them at the end there was was you, Jay. Uh, like the waving thing. Oh yeah, that's me. I had no idea <laughs> what to think Mike about put that. Put that in there as a temporary thing, and I just never uh, got I around it. It was supposed to be temporary. <laughs> it, it, I never got around to editing this, so <laughs> it's fine. It was kind of goofy, yeah, but the whole game's pretty goofy, so. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. I liked his selections. Like, if any of them bugged me, then I would have removed them. But they didn't bug me enough. So. Right. I uh I do really like how how you portrayed uh people in that time because I feel like you you really captured a lot if not all of the different types of people that you would probably find roaming the web at that point in time specifically the the <laughs> the Christianity stuff like as a Christian I looked at that and went hmm yep no that's how it was <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the squishers thing yeah. was was I was like yeah no that's exactly <laughs> what they were doing. Oh the satanic squishers. Yeah. Oh that was amazing. Yeah, I figured there's got to be a lot of people for whom this kind of thing is relatable cuz like, you know, a lot of games won't touch probably in a smart way but like won't touch actually not smart, but they won't touch politics and they won't touch religion and like I think that people might be hungry to like see this stuff in a in a game because it's real like and as long as you can do it in a way that's like well it's funny we've had a lot of comments on some youtube videos of the game that's like oh these anti-christian liberal <laughs> game developers hate christianity and i'm like uh i'm a christian uh exactly so i don't understand i think they just mean this one particular kind of christianity maybe which whatever but it but i do think that like even if you're not one now i think a lot of people growing up experience that kind of stuff or at least they had some kind of exposure to it so i guess i think we have a you know nintendo's thing of like not wanting to to do like the red sea or the the they want to they want to go to where there's not like a a big battle going on they just want to go do their own thing and i thought no games really have games are scared to put any political stuff in now or any uh really any religion stuff now because they don't want to be divisive and have a whole half of people saying something about the game and then they're not going to play it so i thought we should just like do the opposite and put all of it in 
you know, as much as is possible. Right. And I th- and it's been strange though because I was really expecting a lot more blowback uh for some of this stuff just from people who are, you know, I don't want to name any any groups in particular right, but right. you know. And we haven't had much of it and I've even seen people argue like it's not a political game. Uh, it definitely is in the point of, you know, covering, you know, certain internet yeah, early things. Early on, we had, um, we had somebody uh, uh, say that we were like, oh, it's an SJW game and whatever. Like, Yeah, uh, during the beta, I think, yeah. we had that. And I was thinking, oh, that's what's to come even worse, though. Right. Um, but yeah, I was expecting geez. a lot more of that. I've only seen maybe one or two other things like that. We had like a really tiny thread in the steam forums but not really uh not really anything maybe it's just how we Mm -hmm. went about it it's not confrontational it's just these people exist so maybe people just take from them what they want or something i don't know it seems to be kind of a recurring thing on my show um and it's probably just a sign of the times you know of, of this sort of new changing evolving sort of uh internet world that when I say that I mean like we have us in real life then we kind of have us on social media um and we definitely aren't the same people uh on either or I try to keep that like I try to be the Mm -hmm. same person on or off but it's actually another thing that's kind of covered in hypnospaces there's a lot of people who sort of use that as escapism as well but yeah dude like I think no matter what you make or how you make it, even if you have the best of intentions, there's just going to be those people, you know? I don't think there's any avoiding that. Right, yeah. Right. So how did it feel to come up with, or at least I think come up with, like 10 different types of Hayes music? So um, the there's an album, Glamoplasm. And that sounds I right. Friend, I was in a band with named Shane from... Not my hometown, but it's close enough to my hometown that I'll just say it's my hometown because no one would know either of the towns. But um, so he he released he released this album last year, I think. And I was the only do you know on Bandcamp how you can see the faces of who bought it, the little icons? Uh, I, um, I think so. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but on Bandcamp, if you buy an album, they sh- they list everyone who bought it. Um, and I was the only face on there, and it made me so sad because it was such a good record. And then, like, we talked, and I, was, I said, how about I slip it in the game? And, like, then just from listening to that album, though, I just kind of made the genre around that album. The, the haze, uh, dirt haze genre. <laughs> and then... Um, and then made some of my own stuff to kind of sound more or less similar to that album to fill it out a little bit. But um, that that was the fun. Uh, that was really fun. I think music is my favorite thing to do creatively. It's just even when it's for a game, it, it feels like it's not stressful. It feels like it's fun. Um, so that was nice. And we got to collaborate with like a bunch of really good musicians also who had their own i think they really helped sell it like as different people like because if i just did all of it then like it would be pretty darn obvious you know right you were just hearing me and then so hot dad who played chowder man 
he um well so we had a little problem early on in that you know he was going to do a bunch of jingles for companies and he kept sending me them like squishers and granny cream were the first two <laughs> and he did like five four or five and then i'm like crap well we have a problem because now everyone's going to know it's the same guy doing all of the jingles and i just really wanted to try to sell it more as like a real feeling thing not like you know it's kind of a rc quirky thing but it's also i wanted to sell the world more right. so basically sometime in mid late 2017 i was talking to hot dad and I, he was telling me about how he had a nickname among some of his friends called chowder man <laughs> and then it sounded so goofy and it made me think of like someone who would be like a kid rock type so then we started like spitballing ideas about how to make him just a character. And so in universe, just the same guy made all the jingles and we were going to say like Hypnospace commissioned all of them. That's why they're all relatively stylistically, you know, more or less similar and stuff. And so he, we added him to the Hypnospace personnel thing. And so basically if a Hypnospace partner brand signs up with them, they get a jingle from Chowderman and they get a, uh, a web not a web presence a hypnospace presence and stuff so so that was kind of like all of that came from like god i'm getting on a rabbit trail sorry no don't worry about it the more you ramble the less i have to talk <laughs> but yeah all of that came from that and then you know we had a bunch of one-off really good tracks like the new metal track uh seepage um oh god from queen jazz <laughs> made that um <laughs> Uh, yeah, lots of real good stuff though. You said seepage, and I had flashbacks because I was I was on Zane's page way longer than I needed to be. <laughs> <laughs> so I just I heard that song forever. Eventually, I just turned it off. I was like, oh hey, look, I can do that. <laughs> Everyone does. I love it too because people listen to it for like the first time, but then after hearing that intro again, again. you always it always gets clicked off. Uh, it's funny because it's not even like a terrible song. It just really captures sort of like that uh, early 2000s, I guess, sort of uh, grunge rock sort of feel, you know? And then all the yeah, band members are... Yeah, I think it's a good song, actually. It yeah. Is, yeah, no, it's it's actually good. It just, like any good song, it gets grading after about five hours. And For sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, you, you did really... Uh, I think you guys really did a really good job sort of building this this... Again, it's a alternate reality sort of thing. Um, what was it? I was thinking, man, could you imagine if we could shop in our sleep? We'd never have any money. <laughs> oh, right. Right. Uh, well, thankfully, spending real money in Hypnospace is banned. So. Yeah, don't don't use Kappa Cash. It's not good. What uh, what kind of led to the the aesthetic? Like like what what made you guys sort of go back to that that nineteen ninety nine sort of thing? Um, so I think, um, so when we started this, um, it was going to be set in the future at the very beginning and I, uh, couldn't justify it looking like it was from the nineties anymore. So then, um, I think I was thinking of setting it back in like 96 or 97 or something like that, because this game really looks, you know, it looks a little more like a nineteen ninety 
like the the OS at least looks like it, it's Windows three point one more than anything else really. Yeah, yeah. So it does. um so I was conflicted and then and then I just said heck with it, we'll just smush everything together from like or to two thousand and two or something like that. Um and then so I, I felt like you know, anything was fair game from in those years to smush together and you'll get the odd comment that's like i actually used the things back then and it doesn't <laughs> look anything like it but whatever it's not supposed to it's just like a you know a fantasy version of all of that mushed together mike um i don't know if you have anything to say on this about like the os itself because i don't actually ha- like i used windows 95 was my first one i guess so I don't know if you have any experience with other operating systems or anything, but um, I've messed with Windows 3.1 at a school, but I don't know. Did you take any cues from that when you were hooking stuff up? or? Um, sort of. I mean, I tried to make it familiar to people who had used, well, I guess any operating system. Mostly just made to be, you know, fairly easy to figure out and user-friendly. User you know how when you click a window that's already open, like an icon, it'll shake the whole window? Is is that from something, or did you just come up with that? No, I just, uh, I, I don't think that was from anything. Um, I mean, I think Windows has a thing where fire will flash or something, but I don't, oh, yeah, right. I don't know when or why that happens. But yeah, but um, I figured to, to make it less confusing, like if you double-click an app and it's already open, if it doesn't do anything, people might get confused. So I added that little shake function. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought that was really good, and they should probably just add it to operating systems. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I uh, actually really like how how stuff loads in into the game. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw Nitro Rad's review on the game, but one of the things he said was it it sort of adds to that dreamlike like quality. Like if you were actually asleep and, and browsing the internet, it might look something like that. Kind of like stuff just pops into existence more or less, and it has that weird shake to it. Yeah, right. The sort of wobble to it and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was uh, that was really cool. I I kind of have to ask because. Uh, I watched a lot of this show <laughs> when it was on, on Adult Swim. Um, is there any inspiration at all from like the Tim and Eric stuff, or is that just coincidence? Um, you know, I didn't have cable. I saw the stuff on the internet though, for sure. So there's probably something in there. It may be like, I don't know if you could call it dry, because it's certainly not dry. They're very over the top. Like oh, very, they're yeah. dry in some way, but. In other way, in other ways, they're very not dry humor. Um, so our stuff, like the content, like I kind of, it's almost like absurd because it, like, if you go look look on, so the brands, for example, in Hypnospace, I don't right. think anything is so unrealistic. I guess is is what makes it kind of funny. I think because, like, for example, if you take any of the brands in Hypnospace and go look at like real brands online today they're doing dumber stuff even i think in real life like some of this stuff especially with how they're trying to twitter yeah yeah oh i love the wendy's twitter stuff like with how they're trying to humanize or uh, yeah i think it's clever for sure like but how they're like trying to be one of the kids or i don't know whatever um (laughs) 
Um, the and then like, yeah, that, yeah. Um, but if you go look at real GeoCities websites, though, on like the GeoCities archives, this game is like some of that stuff makes this look tame. Like some of that <laughs> stuff is so out there and wacky that like when I was looking through there for research, I was like, okay, my game is completely b realistic. Like this is my game isn't even a half as as nuts as some of this stuff is. So or garish like. Hypnospace, just for gameplay reasons, doesn't have a whole lot of super unreadable websites. But if you go on the GeoCities archive, there are some... Like, I don't know what these people are thinking, but oh. really hard to read websites. Yeah, no, they were probably just, just doing what I was trying to do when I was 13 years old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just I make mean, like, same, really, yeah. really bad like game review websites with uh, Linkin Park in the background and stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah no, I, I started I, a I'm game Zane. website on GeoCities, <laughs> and it had a real tiny picture, screenshot of Half-Life that I got from somewhere. Like I think it was like 80 pixels wide by something. And... um. And then just Jay's game news or JT Productions game news. And then as a title, and then that was the only thing. It was just that one screenshot sort of offset somewhere on the page. And then JT's Productions game news. That's the whole, that's all I did. And then I was like, heck with this. Uh, so I had a, I also had a GeoCities page back in the day, but it was, uh, it was just a place that I could put a flash animation I made of my middle school principal dancing on his desk. Um, uh, I actually got in big trouble. Well, not big trouble. I got in trouble for that because I made it during school hours and then uploaded it to GeoCities and made the page and everything like during some computer class. But that that, that was my GeoCities experience. <laughs> actually, oh, don't man. think I used GeoCities. There was something else I used. I can't remember what it was, though. Start with an X. It wasn't Homestead, was it? There was Angel Fire. I think it was tripod. called Z Zynga, maybe, or something. Oh, Zynga, yeah. Yeah, I had a Zynga. That was more like a live journal type blog uh, system, I think. Yeah, and I was like super edgy and into like all the different horror games that were out at the time. I wanted to play all of them, talk about them. And yeah, my taste has changed uh, quite a bit since then. So. <laughs> mm -hmm. So one of the things you, you brought up was like the brands and I was going to say, if if you actually explore Hypnospace, you take the time to, to do that, you'll see a lot of really interesting uh, parallels to like real life. Like one that sticks out for me is um, the Cybercog movement. Like that screams mm -hmm. steampunk to me, <laughs> right? Oh yeah. yeah. It, it's like a little bit of a mixture of like the Matrix and steampunk, I guess, something like that. A little more hackery version of steampunk maybe that's what it seems like and there's a there's a pretty crazy uh page that that someone makes uh, i won't spoil that that's really interesting to find there's like the cool um obviously squishers is if you take one look at it you'll you'll notice that it's basically just pokemon um but it's like i think you you described it as pokemon sort of with garbage pail kids mixed mixed together sort of like those collectible 90s things you know yeah something like that i was gonna make it like originally little gooey toys like you know those things you get in the quarter machines that you like a hand and you slap it on something or oh like yeah <laughs> little nasty goo toys i was thinking of making them the, like a toy based thing but then like I realized that I just didn't have resources or the ability to like pull that off 
because I was wanting to do some kind of like like a commercial for it or like take pictures of them. And I had no idea how to like make gooey toys. So I just it veered more into like a Pokemon thing. Though I do kind of wish I kept it as the goo toy thing if I could have figured that out. <laughs> Is that kind of where the capsule idea came from? You're supposed to find them in capsules. Yeah, that and like um, even the song a little bit. Like they're slimy, gooey animals. Uh, you got to collect them all. Like it worked also as like a Pokemon-y thing. So it just more went in that direction. And I'm a pixel artist is like my main thing. So like it felt natural for it to be more of a Pokemon. And we, I think me and Mike were wanting to like make a ROM at some point of it. And uh, we just, that was way out of school. Scope, I think <laughs> um, we, we had plans for like I don't know like a dozen different little mini games that we wanted to put in and yeah n- n- none of those got made obviously that's <laughs> <laughs> kind of a shame because that, that would have been pretty neat uh I think the outlaw game was the only real mini game that that showed up if I'm not mistaken outside of the yeah. uh I guess the squishers quest where you kind of you go around hypnospace and find them one other did you find the one that makes you a lot of money the janitor thing? No, but I heard about it. Oh, okay. Yeah, that one made it in. Yeah, that one's in. Um, I don't know. Maybe one day there will be another one in there. I don't know. Who knows? Well, uh, I, I could have oh, been... Oh, there's pets, but those aren't really... Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> ...necessarily a game. I, uh, I got the, the the squid pet and um, realized I had to pay money to feed it, and so I just let it die. <laughs> you can release it also. I found that out after that. Uh <laughs> So. I love how it's not documented, and I think I just want to keep that. Like, it's <laughs> great. Uh, don't kill your virtual pets, people. It's it's not good. <laughs> oh yeah, right. Um, one one thing I, I did want to talk about was um the the freezer debacle, just because of how silly it is. That whole thing was amazing to me. <laughs> yeah, thanks. I always like when someone gets caught lip. Sing, singing as they say on the internet singing sinking and yeah. uh yeah lip syncing and uh i don't know i just had to do something like that in there i thought it's always a thing online it, it always strikes me as real petty or dumb that people care so much like like oh, i mean come on like especially if it's something like the super bowl of course it's pre-recorded they're not gonna risk that Right. <laughs> in the game, like, yeah, there's a little, there's like some extended lore to that that I just, some people on in the Discord have been digging up, actually. It's pretty cool. Some of the lyrics of some of the songs even have to do with that whole fungus versus cool punk thing and like what's really going on. <laughs> so it's been cool that people have cared to look into that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's amazing. You'll you'll find like the the hardiest of fans in the weirdest places. Some of the lyrics to uh, the songs in the game are now uploaded to Genius.com. It's, that's that's the site, right? The Rap Genius. Lyrics oh site. yeah, yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of the uh, mini rap or one of the or one of the community people, yeah, started putting the song lyrics on there. I think some like there's one line in one of the songs that is not right. I just noticed I should probably like message them, but whatever. Oh, it can funny. stay that way. Uh before we uh before we stop talking about Hypnospace, I'll give you my personal reasons that you should get Hypnospace Outlaw. Uh the late nineties aesthetic. 
and ideas. Uh, Granny Cream's hot butter ice cream. <laughs> A weird trend of drawing cars with weird faces on them. Squishers, cybercog movement, and Trennis. All right. <laughs> Let's not forget about that. Oh, and last of least, the one and only Chowder Man, who uh, I have coined the term Chowder Rock. Uh, God. Good. Yeah, um, Ready to yeah, Shave, that song is, is really good. <laughs> yeah, Ready to Shave's real That's good. Amazing. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, the Trennis thing was made up by a bunch of people in a stream that I did way back. Um, and they just, it just pretty much was invented. Like I opened the page builder and I was like, okay, I think it might've been during the Kickstarter. And I was like, well, let's make a page. And then people, I started, I started accepting Skype, Skype calls from random people. And then we just talked and made up some dumb ideas. And Trennis was like the, a fake sport. And that all just got invented in a stream and then they started making catchphrases like no fear in the trinosphere and like <laughs> other things. And then so we uh, and someone even on the stream while I was making the page made a 3D model of a trinus court. And that's the same model used in the game. And so it was really cool. And like while we were making the game, like I wasn't thinking about it, but then I was like, shoot, we do need some fake sports. Let's just put Trennis in the thing. So that was real fun. Oh, so this game's a, a lot more collaborative than one might have expected. That's really yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Lots of the stuff is like ear mints. The like the um, mints that you use as earplugs also like bubble gum slash earplugs. <laughs> um, that was made in a stream, and I think Burby is who invented that um he's part of our community discord community so, and then i went and took the ideas and like made assets and stuff so a lot of it is quite collaborative at least half of the stuff is just from the minds of all kinds of other people it, i may have read it wrong but it seems as if there's going to be some updates where um i guess the best way to describe it is you can make your own page and and hypnospace sort of turns into like an actual uh, internet of, of sorts where you can sort of explore other people's stuff. Is, is that right? Or was I, re was I reading that wrong? More or less. I think I'll let Mike speak to this. So I don't like let um, my imagination yeah, run so away. With... The... <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, more, more cutting out on my end. That's no, it's okay. Go ahead. Uh, I was... It's all good. Okay. So we've already got the tools out there. Like it, it even comes packaged with steam. You just have to open up the, um, the game files and the page builder and the sequencer are in there already. Um, but what we're planning on doing for allowing people to share their pages is to um, set up a, a Steam workshop, because uh, specifically because Steam has its own functionality for reporting inappropriate content and stuff like that, so we wouldn't have to keep up with that ourselves. Because, um, I mean, that would be hell. Yeah, that'd be a nightmare. <laughs> that would become our full-time job. But yeah, it, it should be um, once we have the uh, the support in the game set up and the actual workshop set up, it should be pretty easy to just like click download and then go into your game and hey, you've got a link to this person's page or this person's assets to use in your page builder or what have you. Um, it's pretty dope. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. I look forward to yeah, hopefully actually, playing around with it. The, yeah, um, all of the 
uh, all of the assets in the game, including like, well, like 90% of the, the scripting and the progression and stuff like that are all external files. So really, if somebody really wanted to, they could make a like total conversion of the game and make their own cases and emails and, you know, story beats and um, everything. So that's totally possible. It would take a lot of work, obviously, but um, it is a possibility. That's, yeah, that's actually I mean, really cool. I, I hope to. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, that oh, was... I was just going to say, oh, <laughs> oh sorry. <laughs> got you go ahead, Jay. It's fine. <laughs> I was going to say, all you, all one would need is like Notepad and our editors and then an image editor, maybe, if they want to do original images. But to make your own whole other version of the game, that's all you would pretty much need. So it's pretty open. So, yeah. That, that possibility is pretty incredible from a consumer standpoint, so... I'm really glad you guys did that because you know it, it means I can come back to this possibly in the future and have a whole new uh, sort of sort of adventure, you know. But that being said, uh, for those of you listening, uh, Hypnospace is a really cool game. It's a really cool game. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of goofiness, a lot of uh, silliness, but there's a lot of really uh, interesting messages about sort of censorship stuff and um, fair use stuff in there, and also like the last half of the game is just pretty incredible if I'm being honest. So, and uh you you really they've really made it in such a way where um they want you to get to know at least a good handful of characters. They want you to sort of see them as human and empathize with them and maybe even see yourself a little bit in that. Like I said earlier, you know, I I'm basically <laughs> I'm Zane, you know. <laughs> oh no. Uh, I I wasn't that bad, but but I I definitely had the edgy cool kid sort of thing going on and I I, I had I, I think at some point I wanted to be Zane, like for sure. In middle school, maybe. I would have thought Zane was cool yeah. if he was older yeah. than me, maybe. But yeah. <laughs> I think uh, I think I actually heard you talk a little bit about that on uh, another podcast. I can't remember uh, what it was called, though. Humans of Gaming, I think. Oh, uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, you're like into rap and stuff when you were a kid. And yeah, <laughs> that that's not quite what I was I expecting say, for sure. Circle back around to the old rap, but anyway. Oh yeah. Uh, is there anything you guys wanted to to talk about? Like, is is there like what's after hypnospace? Mike, were you saying something? Because I thought I heard you, but it's hard to hear you sometimes. No, no, I'm good. Okay. Uh, what did you say? I'm sorry, I missed. You said, is there anything else we wanted to talk about? Uh, yeah, just just like what what comes what comes after hypnospace? A good break? Yeah, I've had a pretty good break here. Like. I've been trying to get started on work and it's just been a little hard, but uh, I think over the last couple of days I've picked back up. But the next thing for me is some more content um, for Hypnospace, fleshing out some of the branching endings that we have in there and just adding some stuff I couldn't fit in by launch. So for example, well, I don't want, I, I won't spoil anything, but yeah, just, right. just stuff stuff that i wanted to fit in there's some stuff that's even finished and it's just waiting to be implemented i have at least six or seven songs that aren't even in there (laughs) and some other things so i just need to to put those in and justify them like make them fit in the world and you know a few other things so that'll probably come in the form i don't know if we'll bundle it with our other update like our our um make your own and share your own pages update or 
make it its own thing. I'm not sure yet, but that's what's next for me in the immediate future. Uh, and probably going to go slow on that. We also want to maybe port Dropsy to Switch. Well, we definitely want to, but that's going kind of slow. So, How about you, Mike? Um, I mean, same, just mostly, uh, mostly going to be working on bug fixes and content updates with Jay and the whole back end of the Steam workshop. Oh, and Steam achievements. Actually, that's something. Oh, that I, I didn't even notice that there weren't any. Do we need to do? And <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about it. I just yeah, forgot yeah. about that too. I just played the game and I, I <laughs> just just me personally, I don't care about achievements at all. So it's not something I thought about even until like I don't know the last month of development, and we're like, oh crap. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Maybe we'll just yeah, so stick all of this in that one big update, just so we're not pushing. A bunch of small ones. We'll talk about that later too. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk about it. But um, yeah, you know, once we get um, like our big content updates and the Steam Workshop support and all that, um, I think Jay and I want to do some smaller projects. Something that's not like you know a three four year project like Hypnospace and yeah, um, for sure. And then we have some ideas for some bigger things down the line as well. But that's probably not going to come for at least another year or two. All yeah. right. Well, guys, uh, is there anything that you that you want to plug before uh, before we sign out here? Uh, your Twitter handles and all that. Yeah. Um. I guess I always feel a responsibility to. Uh. There's lots of other fake operating system games. We're not necessarily the first to do it. Um. So there's a. I should put a list together to direct people to because I keep listing a bunch of them. So um. There's a bunch of games by Nata. Oh. you ever played her games alien melon on twitter but a lot of those have some sort of fake os thing going on with them there's a game called mainlining which is another sort of detective-y thing and there's orwell and there's also a game called black room uh which is more recent and if you like hypnospace you'd probably really dig the aesthetic of that so i don't know uh i feel like this there's is like a new genre good things with Oh, Kingsway, yeah. The fake it's like a it's like an RPG set in an operating system. Uh what's the there's a Siebel. C I E B L E, I think. Yeah, uh, I haven't played that one yet. I haven't either. Um Oh, there's her, her story, story of course. So um, yeah, plug in all the Emily, all of Emily our... is away. Oh yeah, Emily's away. Oh yeah, I forgot about that so, one. So <laughs> if you like Hypnospace, there are other fake operating system games it's totally a genre now yeah, yeah it's, it is. it's a, it's a really interesting uh narrative tool i feel like i think you can do a lot of really cool stuff with this that people might not have expected that you know because i definitely felt things that i didn't expect to feel <laughs> when i was playing so that's uh, good i think it well for some people it's real helpful because like we don't need to teach as much um, in terms of getting around the game itself, because it's all already a language people have learned. Like if you've used Windows or a Mac, like you know to double click icons or whatever. Um, though, though we did have to add like a checkbox for single clicking clicking icons if people wanted it, because at shows especially, I noticed people like clicking once and then waiting. <laughs> for a thing to open and then like wondering why it wasn't working so it just kind of felt broken to them i imagine especially if you it's with their smartphones dang it yeah like 
That's what I was thinking like, of, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it. it's interesting. Like, people who... There's people right now who are, like, cussing and looking at dirty stuff online already. And when they grew up, they, they grew up with touchscreens, like, for their first computer. Gee, okay, so 12 years ago is the first iPhone. So, like, that's... God, that's insane to me. But, like... So someone who was eight years old, and so so if that's your first real like, like maybe at your house you don't have a computer, you just had tablets and smartphones, so you just learn how to interface with technology that way. I imagine at school they had some computers, but you know if you're not doing that every day like a bunch of nerds, like then it's just gonna not be second nature. So I totally get like uh, at conventions and stuff. Though I think um, people who buy it, it's less of a problem because it's PC, Mac, and Linux only. So you're on a PC. You know how to use a PC, I guess. Yeah, this would be a weird smartphone game. Um, yeah, I think like I think we 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 want to port this definitely, like, and we're gonna look into that. And I think we could come up with some clever ways to like like on a Switch maybe or or on a phone. I don't know how well it'll run on a phone, but. Um, yeah, the phone would definitely have to be like a spin-off type thing. What am I trying to say? Yeah, like a like a different version, like with just different yeah. stuff or something. Made specifically for phones. Or it would need an entirely different like if somehow we like I think the text would be maybe uncomfortable to read on most phones too, oh, like oh, too yeah. small or something and like also if we ever did a proper phone port, it would just need to be ripped out of our engine that we used and someone would need to rebuild an engine or like, I don't know, maybe that's getting too deep and technical or whatever. But yeah, it, that phone one would be pretty weird, I guess. Mm. I don't think for controls though, I think we could work, we could work that out, but I think just for technical reasons almost. I kind of had a weird yeah, idea where you're talking about ideas it. for how to make it work on a controller and um, especially the, the switch controller since it's got the motion and everything you could use that as a mouse yeah, yeah like for sure. yeah um as far as the phone thing goes i kind of had a weird idea like maybe you could just do like a chit chat enforcer oh, chit -chat oh enforcer. yeah that'd be really cool and you know that would be a cool little idea like the uh what's his name uh well emily is away is a little you're not enforcing anything but that I think that's a pretty darn well-received game too. So mm -hmm. People don't mind just chats, fake chats. We'd be getting into people's business and stopping their stuff. Anyway, I'll leave the good ideas up to you guys. Uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, that's a cool idea, actually. I liked it. I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> but anyway, that was Jay Tholen and uh, Mike Lash. Uh, what's your team called? Like, I know it's not Noma Robots. Uh, Tender Shoot is maybe our team. I was having uh, I was having trouble. <laughs> I I so I'm real bad at like any official knowing what the heck's going on because I just until now haven't cared about that. But now that I have a game that is somewhat successful, I should probably start, or else I'll be in trouble with like a government somewhere. <laughs> so, gotcha. Yeah, I guess Tender Shoot and. Mike, are you in? Are you in Tender Shoot? I don't know how that works. <laughs> uh, I think I am at this point. Yeah. Mike's in Tender Shoot, and also yeah. he's. Uh, but I did 
list everyone's name like on the title screen you probably saw. We have Salavier Nelson Jr. Yeah, I was hoping wrote... to get him on one day. He's a, he'll be a really interesting guest, and that's not a he bad thing. He is a joy to talk to. I think yeah. I think you'd really you'd really like uh, having him on your podcast. Yeah, he's very yeah. Uh, punny. Yeah, he's really good at talking. I don't know how else to say yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like yeah. everything I say about him sounds like an insult, but it's nice. <laughs> like he's, whatever. Yeah, I've heard him talk. He's 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 pretty. He's he seems like a really cool guy. Yeah, he's he's cool. I don't know anyone like him. <laughs> um. Anyway, these are the guys from Hypnospace Outlaw. Um, check it out. It's on Steam and some other things. What was it? It's <laughs> GOG. Uh, yeah. It's... Oh, and Humble. All right, so it's kind of all over the place. Uh, I think it's twenty bucks, right? Yep, twenty bucks. You guys can afford a paltry $20 to play this awesome game. Anyway. Uh, yeah, it's a 60-hour experience if you browse it for 60 hours. It can it can be 160 <laughs> if you really want it to. Yeah, it's like 200 hours, really. Yeah. <laughs> I've probably played it that long. If you want to check out all the screensavers, yeah, you could watch those for hours. Yeah, those yeah, are great. Yeah, you can watch those for a long time. Especially the bricks. You could like, probably like get like a thousand hours out of it, I bet. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, it's been real great talking to you. And um, I guess uh, we'll sign out here. I'll see you later. <laughs> bye. Yeah, bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Thanks.